Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today we're going to do something a little different. If you're listening to the podcast, you might pop over to our YouTube channel because we have videotaped this episode as well, because we have some great visuals to show you. This episode is all about how to tell whether your cat is in pain. And this is focusing around an app, actually. A, uh, an AI app that looks at your cat and delivers information. We'll talk a lot more about that today. But first, I want to introduce Dr. Liz Bales. We're very excited to have her with us today. She's actually the chief medical officer and primary veterinarian consulta- consultant for Tabli App. She's also a a veterinarian and an educator and a writer and a speaker. And you may be familiar with her and her name because she's the founder of Doc and Phoebe's Cat Company. She's the inventor of the hunting feeder for cats, which is an excellent mental stimulation and and foraging tool. So we're excited to have you with us today, Dr. Bells. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. Great. Well, Let's first let's talk about this app. I, I want everybody to just kind of let them know in general what it is. So it, it's called Tably, T-A-B-L-Y. And currently it's only available for iPhones, not Androids. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it's it's developed by a company called Sylvester AI. And it's an AI-based remote patient monitoring, which actively monitors your cat's health. And it analyzes those really subtle, you know, feline facial cues. And they report to have over 90% precision. Now, you and I were talking before the show about how you and I are both, you know, in the cat field. And we see cats and cat behavior and look at cats and analyze all day long. And we both feel like we'd be pretty good at doing that. But, but, and clearly you're involved with this company and helping to guide that, but do you feel like it does it better than, than humans do? A hundred percent. It does it better than I do. Um, And I've been cat focused in my career for more than 20 years and it does it better than me. That's great. And how does it work? Try to explain to everybody kind of how it, how it actually works. So the cues that a human being gives to explain non-verbally that we're in pain uh, are also how we understand that someone or something else is in pain, right? So it might make no, you can think about it. If I went like, ah, you would know what? Mm -hmm. I have a headache, right? Like I touched my temple for you guys that aren't watching. I touched my temple. I kind of squinted my eyes and I made a little noise showing I was unpleasant. So that's how you know I'm suffering. And we we could go over, you know, the details of how I would communicate to you non-verbally of different ways that I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Cats 
are have evolved in an entirely different way. They really don't use muscles of facial expression the way that humans do at all to communicate whether they're in pain or not. They, unless they're in extreme pain, they really don't vocalize. So for the most part, we're mismatched. The way that we have the, the capability of decoding whether something that we love is in pain, we're just not gonna pick up their signals. And even when we're highly trained on what those signals are, they're pretty darn subtle. And so for a cat who is being very expressive about their pain, someone like you or I that's trained, um, we're going to get it. But a cat that's not as expressive, maybe they're managing arthritis. Maybe they're, and it's just every day is like, ugh, you know, maybe they're, um, they're managing some GI discomfort that isn't exquisite pain. And they're kind of used to it, but I just don't feel good. Um, I might not pick up those cues, but there, there are experts who have worked really, really hard on matching the facial cues that a cat gives with extreme precision to the pain that they're in. Mm -hmm. And for the expert, I remember getting um, this uh, email, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. And it had all these pictures of cats and it was a quiz sent around by the people developing the feline grimace score. And they said, which cat is in pain? And on their end, they had, they knew which cats were in pain because they had had a surgery or, or had something done that they could validate. There's this cat absolutely is in pain. And I got a terrible score. I got like 30% correct. And I was, I was a cat enthusiast becoming really that catcher my entire career. And I was like, well, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? But so those scientists who were developing that were able to match those little changes in a cat's face to 100% know that that cat is in pain. What Tabley has done is taken the tool of artificial intelligence, which is a mind blowing yeah. tool. And there are way, lots of ways to which AI, artificial intelligence, is used for things that are not great. But it also can do remarkable things that are amazing. And what Tablet has done is use this artificial intelligence technology to be able to map the changes in a cat's face and with greater than 90% accuracy, which is more than any human. Yeah be able to say that cat is in pain or it's not in pain. That's amazing. So it sounds like it too, it would be a, what an amazing tool for veterinary clinics to have for their vet techs and, and assistants to use when they're checking up on cats that have followed surgery or something, right? On so many different levels, yes. So the obvious is that, you know, how's my pain management working? Um, you know, let's say, um, you know, I, I had a, a broken leg and I had repaired it surgically there. We know that's got to hurt. Right. But 10 years ago, 15 years ago, a lot of people, a lot of veterinarians were even trained 
that it's better to not give them pain management so they won't use it and they'll heal better. That was an ongoing philosophy. If you think about that for a human being who had had a surgical procedure on their leg, there is no way we would ask a human to endure that without their consent. Right. Um, so now we have more pain management tools. Well, how are they working? And, you know, any medicine that you give has benefits and some negative side effects. So at what point does my cat not need it anymore? Happily mm-hmm. can answer all of these questions. And uh, really incredible for cases like this, because we can chart it over time. So let's say I have my broken leg. I really needed my pain management days one through seven. Day eight and nine, it was like, ah, so I'm just going to give it anyway. 10, 11, 12, now I'm getting, my cat's doing great. I don't need my pain management anymore. Well, what about if I took it on day 18 and it showed my cat in pain again? Yeah. Maybe it's unrelated. Maybe I have a problem with my surgery and something shifted and the cat's in pain. And not only do I want my cat to not be in pain, I want to know how's my surgery doing? Is there an infection? Is there, you know, a problem? Did the, did the wire or the pin move in a way that I really need to address it? And in before this tool, the cat parent would have to number one, be watching for that. Number two, recognize it and then communicate it to me, the veterinarian. And then I, the veterinarian would have to have the tools to say, yeah, we should be looking more or no, it looks fine. Because a cat in pain, a lot of the time will look like a resting cat. Yeah, it's very hard to tell if they're in pain. And you know, this reminds me of a, I fostered a cat that had uh, had had buckshot. Someone had actually shot this cat and there was buckshot lodged near the spine that they couldn't operate on. And there was buckshot in the in the legs and we ended up amputating the leg and so i fostered this cat for a long time his name's blueberry a blue pretty pretty blue guy big round blueberry head you know and a and a very good friend of mine adopted him well she called me i don't know a couple years after she adopted him and said he stopped using the litter box and i went over and looked at him and i said i think he's developing some scar tissue around that buckshot and he's got some discomfort and when he's going to the box it's you know the way he's bending down to go is hurting him and so he's seeking other places to go so she takes him to the vet and sure enough vet confirms that and starts him on a daily gabapentin regime and then they give him a a pain medication shot they started out about every four weeks and she would tell me i think it's wearing off quicker I think, and she told me this just the other day when we were over for dinner, I think I'm going to have to start giving those shots, you know, every two to three weeks, maybe, because I can tell that they're, that it's wearing off quicker. And this is going to be ideal for her. I, I can't wait for her to get the app downloaded so she can. And use there's, it. there's a feature in there where you can store the information over time and we'll show you a graph. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in January and February, Um, you know, it only lasted three weeks, March, it only lasted two and a half weeks, but as it got warmer, it was lasting longer. And so next year you could say, 
you know what, maybe I'll just schedule it to get in front of it since I know that, that the, the cat has a harder time when it's cold out, you know, or um, as the cat's aging, yeah. So we know that, uh, why is it more painful? Well, are they having arthritis, more scar tissue? Things are progressing. And whereas, let's say when the cat was five years old, um, I would get the, the signal that my cat's in pain from the app twice a month. Well, now I'm getting it half the days of the month. Mm-hmm. And at what point do I start to evaluate quality of life if my pain medicine isn't effective? So the, the, the importance of this tool reaches so many different parts of, of cat care. The, I wanted to say also, when we talk about in the veterinary hospital, veterinary professionals struggle too to learn about how to perceive physical and emotional pain for cats. And so having a tool that Let's say, you know, day one, when I got out of vet school, a painful cat looked exactly the same to me as a not painful cat. Um, But if I could use my app, it would show me there was a difference. And so now I'm going to develop, number one, the skills to know the difference. And number two, empathy. You know, if I don't know you're in pain, maybe I perceive when you're hissing at me when I'm going in the cage or giving me a hard time when I'm trying to give you a pill, I see this cat is mean. I do not like this cat. I don't want to work on this cat. It's mean. I'm afraid of it. If I know you're in pain, then I think, I'm so sorry. It's terrible that you're in pain. Let me help you. And I'm going to approach you totally differently because I have this information that allows me to think differently about your experience. Yeah, that's important. And so it it measures... Um, for instance, it measures the the five facial cues, right? The ear position, orbital, t- orbital tightening, and muscle tension, and where the whiskers are in the head position. All of that sounds very Chief close system. to, you know, the Kessler and Turner um, stress score charts that we use in behavior analysis to try to analyze a cat's stress level. Are they? Does it do that as well, or is it specifically looking at pain and not necessarily level of stress or are they hand in hand? I love this question because we don't have the answer to that yet. When the scale was developed, it was developed with a certainty about a physical pain. So for instance, we could say this cat was declawed. We know it's an agony. So I can tell what the facial expression is. It is my very firm belief that emotional pain looks almost exactly like physical pain. The thing about artificial intelligence that's so amazing is that it works both backwards and forwards in terms of we can look back on all this data and see now if we know that emotional pain, let's say we think it looks like, you know, instead of the ears being just to the side, it's side and down. I'm guessing here, right? I can go back, go forward and test that hypothesis. And then with that information, I can put calculations into my AI that allow me to go backwards and confirm it too. Mm-hmm. And so as this technology develops, and as our understanding of how to use the tool develops, our ability to learn so much more with 
a lot more certainty is there. And I'm really excited about that because particularly cats, as I said, we have such a hard time interpreting what's going on with them. Right. And, and therefore, even the most loving, well-meaning person is, allow, is missing that we could do things better for them. Mm-hmm. And so if we get these tools to really understand what an amazing, lovely world that would be. Now, you know, things like it makes me wonder too, like, like with orbital tightening, you know, when a cat is giving you a slow blink, you know, I look at my cat and he's given me that I love you look, he's trying to get me to do something usually. And as he slow blinks, his ears kind of do a little, a little tweak, a little twerk, like right out to the side and he slow blinks. And if I caught that on camera at that precise moment, that's probably going to look like pain, right? Yes and no. So it measures more than one variable. So that's why it's also looking at how scrunched the cheek is, Uh, the position of the the curvature of the mouth and are the whiskers pointing forwards or backwards. So if this is where what they call the confidence interval comes in. So if I have two signs of pain and three signs of not, my confidence interval goes down. So I can say that this is where on the app, it says good day, bad day, or meh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not super and it's not terrible. So this is where, um, and as this technology grows and as the app grows, we can be more and more helpful with asking questions. So you or I, this is our whole life, right? So if uh, I'm getting this information from Tabley that says, eh, I don't know, then you can say, well, he's also not jumping up on his favorite resting spots. And he also didn't come when I walked in the door and he also didn't eat his dinner. I'm going to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. But if you're not like totally invested in, in being a cat scientist, like, I don't know what that means. He looks fine. I think the app must be wrong. He's fine. So we're, then there are some questions. Did he eat? Is the activity normal? And to give you more of a sense of what do I do with that information? And, 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 and people will say, my cat is purring and they look great to me. The app says they're having a bad day. The app is wrong. And I have taken, you know, six pictures today and it keeps telling me that the cat is unhappy. So the app is wrong. The odds that the, it could the app be wrong? Yes, for sure. But the odds that the app is wrong are really, really low. Mm-hmm. The odds that you're misinterpreting their behavior no, I'm not saying you don't love your cat. We have to hear this information differently. You don't have the tools to interpret their behavior. Mm-hmm. Because if you study cat science, you know that purring could be a sign of being content, mm-hmm. but purring is also a sign of self-soothing to manage pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that tool. It doesn't mean you don't love your cat. It means that you, human beings, just this isn't what we are equipped to do. So if you're using the app and you're getting information that you think is wrong, 
Number one, stop and let me just say again, it doesn't mean you don't love your cat. It doesn't mean you're not connected to them. It doesn't mean you're not bonded to them. But it, the science is really strong that the app has the tools to decode this where you may not. So instead of taking it personally, yeah. say, is it possible that I'm missing something? Yeah. And what it's should I do? Possible. That? Yeah, it's always possible we're missing something. And now I want, I want you to show people how it works. Now, I will show you how it works, except I have an Android phone. And currently, the app is only available on iPhones. Now, I did download it prior to our interview on my husband's phone. And in between him receiving phone calls, I was able to play with it and uh, and see how Pico was doing. Now, I have to tell you, it, you know, it allows you to either do a live capture of the cat's face or it allows you to, to pick a photograph. So I started out with live capture and Pico was up on his on his lounging bed and I lured him down with some treats. And, uh, and once he was down, I'm, I'm trying to capture, but he's moving, right? He's always moving. And it takes, you know, three or four seconds for that capture to actually happen. And I got a lot of blurry pictures of his side. And, and so then I thought, well, that's not working really well. So I went ahead and took photos of him and uploaded the photos. And of course it said, aren't I cute? And he is very cute <laughs> and, and that he was, he was feeling great today. And then there was one photo that it, it caught him kind of looking down with his ears a little back because he was he was like, I don't want you to put the camera in my face. I just want the treat. And it analyzed that as him not feeling well. And of course, he was very frustrated with me because I was like, no, you know, here, look at the camera, look at the camera and withholding treats. But uh, but he wasn't physically in in discomfort. So I want you to show everybody on your phone now. How so I'm just going to show you. you, go to your app store first mm -hmm. and you'll see, you see somebody else there. I was going to try to show you the logo. It's sort of that little cat. Like a little cat smiley. Yeah. Right? And you download it there. And if you've been using it um, to update it regularly because new features are being run all the time. Um, and then you're going to get this screen. You would think I would know better how to do this. I'm sorry. So you're going to get the screen and there's your option. Yeah. Your live capture, capture, upload photo. And, and check your calendar. Uh, and what does the calendar check mean? That is how things have been going over time. I see. So we, we're going to get to that and why that's important. But sort of the surgery example I told you about. Yeah. yeah. So instead of trying to remember, we Thursday, Friday was good. And last month, it's all the data is all in there, which is really a great tool, particularly with cats. So I have two sleeping cats right now. Um, I have a, a, let's see if we can show you. Yeah. I have a tortoise shell over here who's sleeping <laughs> and a rag doll over there who's oh, sleeping. Cute. So since they're sleeping, I don't think it's going to tell me a whole lot. Um, so I am going to use photos of cats that I uploaded from the internet. All right. So, um, again, we talked about you and I have been following cats all of our lives. So what do you think of that cat? Do you think, um, uh, oh, it's not going to use that one. It doesn't like it. All right. Hang on. There we go. What do you think of this cat? 
I I would think that you know, I don't know what it keeps doing there. You know what? I'm going to show you the cat first. Um, yeah. Not on so that it's not uh, getting ahead of me here. But what do you think of this cat? This cat looks like it could be in some pain to me. And do you want to explain why? I think that the eyes, you know, the, the brow is a little furrowed. Um, the ears are kind of tense to the side. Um, yeah, kind, kind of low brow. Although I do see poofy cheeks and, and forward whiskers, which... But, uh, but I'm also looking at the rest of the body language, you know, kind of crouched, loafed right over the feet. Um, so I, I would say I would say this cat is uncomfortable in, in one All way right. or another. So let's take a look at what I would agree with you. And we're going to upload the photo. And um, it goes through its little process really fast. Uh-huh. And does. it says, thank you so much for caring about me. Today is a bad day. Okay. Because what Tabley is doing is catching that moment in time. So what result I get today, it really is what's happening to me right now. Um, so if you disagree with it, you can test it more than once. Um, but you definitely don't want to think, oh, it's happy today. It's happy for the rest of its life. Because it's, it's this moment in time. Or if it's showing you like your cat had like, stop trying to take my picture lady that then uh it's showing maybe it wasn't enjoying that so it was not having a good day but 10 minutes later it was uh -huh. so um it, it is a moment in time right so um but right now today i'm having a bad day can we talk about it some questions might help us make it a better day so either check again because i disagree and i want to make sure or it was mad that I was taking its picture, or let's talk. So I'm gonna go to let's talk. And it says, there are lots of reasons I might be having a bad day. I might be sick, in pain, or annoyed. So first let's see if this looks serious. Um, am I breathing with my mouth open, panting, or not peeing? Because if, if there's any of those things that are happening in conjunction with me uh, showing you that I'm having a bad day, that is uh, like, do not walk, run to the veterinary. Right. right? right. So um, let's what, see what happens if I say yes. Okay. It says this could be serious and I really need to go to the veterinarian now. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I think I'd have to, um, let's see if I check it again and say, no, it should be pretty fast here for what it says. Okay. So we got to let's talk. No, I'm not breathing with my mouth open and no, I'm peeing just fine. So um, am I vomiting or have I had diarrhea? Um, let's do no. Am I eating, drinking, peeing and pooping? Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? Let's say no, see what okay. happens. No, I might be sick. Ask your veterinarian what they think and also check again tomorrow. Okay. So um, we obviously we there's no replacement for a physical exam by a veterinarian. Right. So um, you know if you're you're showing me based on tablet that you're having a bad day, and you didn't eat, or today you didn't poop. How serious is that? Could you just be having an off day, and tomorrow you're going to poop and it's fine? So you don't. It's not. You don't need to panic. 
like you kind of need to panic if your cat isn't peeing or breathing with their mouth open. Right. Um, if you, it, so basically we're saying only a veterinarian can tell you. So definitely check again tomorrow. Cause if you're seeing again tomorrow that it's unhappy and it's not pooping time to go, you know, and this is where the calendar feature of how are things going over time is really helpful to, to mark how things are going. Now, are you able to store that? So you, you push the calendar button and, and it stores it on the calendar or? So it is going to, let's see if we can get the calendar. So we'll go to the calendar. I, uh, if we go back to this page here, there's that yellow Uh calendar button. So I'm going to check the calendar button. Now I have today. So it's Friday, uh, September 9th, 2022. And it's a little hard to see here, but it has the times that I took the picture. Mm. I took four pictures. They all said bad day. And then it's going to show me the picture that I took. Oh, wow. So that's right now what is what's captured. Mm-hmm. So it's automatically storing it in there. And then I noticed on the app too, you can add a cat. So I could put a permanent record in for Pico. And then if I had another cat, I, I could put a permanent record in for them. Right. So you could have right. multiple. So the way the cat. way the technology works, we're differentiating between cats mm-hmm. so that um, the, the camera doesn't get confused that the information is all coming from the same cat. Right. So you can then categorize, categorize, um, which cat, what information is coming from. And now you have a, a visual record of their life. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we talked about the surgery part of it. And some people, I mean, it's the same thing when people have human babies. Some people are like, eh, everything's probably fine. And other people are like, I weigh every diaper and I like need to have my data to feel safe. And so some people might do this every day of their cat's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- another place where it really makes a difference is end of life. Yeah. So um, for anyone who's ever struggled with the decision of, do I put my cat to sleep? When do I put my cat to sleep? Um, Are they suffering? Am I keeping them alive for me? Like all of these questions are just beyond agonizing. And I I still don't have a way to make that an easy choice. But using this tool gives you some data that is not based on emotional interpretation. And, and so if you're saying, well, it's today the day, uh, you know, there's all of our interpretation and all of our feelings, but I also can look at my calendar and say, listen, for the last seven days, it's told me he's in pain every day. Mm-hmm. And I know, for instance, I'm just going to make something up. I know he also has cancer and I can't fix it. I've done everything. I've tried everything. I can't fix it. He looks terrible to me and the app says he's been in pain every day for the last seven days. Maybe it's the right thing to do. So there's not gonna be, you know, no one comes over and taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, you know, today's the day. But it is a tool that helps you to um, have more, more of your own peace in making your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, and that's a great use. Absolutely great, great use. 
And, and if anybody hasn't already gone out there and downloaded the app while we're talking or you're listening to this, because I'm sure if you have an iPhone, you've probably already downloaded it and, and are playing with it and not listening to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have an Android like I do, just be patient. It will be coming soon. I think they're they're constantly making changes and improvements and updates to the database and things like that. It's a, it's only been out uh, a short while, so it is continuing to be developed and and I think they're they're waiting to just get a, a little bit more on the development maybe before they roll it out to Android, but it it will be coming. It absolutely will will be happening. This is awesome. This is so uh it's so fascinating, you know, and I can see it, you know, taking a, a you know, a usage on a behavior front too. You know, I, I develop behavior modification programs for shelter cats that are, you know, extremely stressed. And again, I, I teach people using that Kessler and Turner six point stress score, which does look at, you know, eyes and ears and whiskers and, you know, five facial features, five body features and activity and reaction and that kind of thing. But as you said, even those of us who do this every day of our lives, you know, can be, can be wrong. We can, we can guess wrong. So what an awesome tool that would be to have in doing those kinds of assessments as well. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to get one of our volunteers that has a, an iPhone to yeah. download it and, and before their sessions, you know, and evaluate and each cat. With that tool, imagine how much more we can learn because then, for instance, in the shelter, you have people who are super motivated, super interested. They're there volunteering their time. And now I have this tool saying the cat's not, not having a good day. Why? Like the things we're going to start to learn because we have that information now are so incredible. You know, when, when, um, you know, I graduated in 2000 from veterinary school at the university of Pennsylvania, and we were taught about fight and flight. Mm -hmm. Well, it's pretty recent that we now know fight, flight, freeze. Mm -hmm. So on my veterinary table, eight years ago, 10 years ago, if I had a cat, who was laying there all tucked up and just being perfect for me. I loved it because that meant I could get all my information. My, the, the cat parent was happy that the cat, I thought the cat was happy and this is great. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that freeze is a, just another side of the coin of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. So it's the convenient one but it does not mean that cat's having a good experience. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we are aggregating these tools so that we can modify our own behavior and what we offer cats and how we interact with them to learn how to be the caretakers that they need. Why put all this effort into trying to do it right when the cat could actually, with this tool, really be starting to speak for themselves? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I assume too, at some point, will they eventually assess the, the whole body of the cat or is it, is it going to just. So the science right now is using the grimace score and the grimace score just evaluates the face. Okay. But 
as science and technology progress together and more people start to um, accept that it's real and use it as a tool that are not scientists, the, the you know, research is very expensive and um, somehow this stuff has to get um, people excited about it and somebody to pay for it. And so the more momentum this field gets are our tools to be able to receive information and communicate with our animals. I mean, the conversation that you and I could be having in five years and 10 years and 20 years, it would be incredible. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And the amazing thing about Sylvester, who has developed this technology, is it's free. So if you want to learn about what's going on with your cat, if you don't believe in it, try it out. And if it says your cat is having a bad day, try it again tomorrow and the next day. And maybe, maybe you go to the vet. Maybe something's wrong that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, maybe you get the great news that your cat is great and having a good day. And you get that news over and over. And you're like, super, mm. because I'm awesome. And um, <laughs> and cute and the thing i also love about tabley is it's kind of like playing a game even though it's talking about serious information it doesn't feel sciencey it feels kind of like you're um snapchatting with your cat you have pictures and text boxes and you know interaction as if they were talking to you so it's pretty fun yeah it is fun i i enjoyed it i i I had a lot of fun with it and, and taking different pictures of him and, you know, cause I was testing it out. I was, I was pushing it cause I was quite skeptical, very, very skeptical of it. I thought, you know, I can't imagine it's just looking at these five points and, and really, you know, really giving us an accurate answer. So I kept taking lots of pictures of him and trying lots of different live captures and over and over and over to, to see, if it would give a different reading. And like I said, the only different reading it gave was when he was very clearly annoyed with me because I wouldn't give him the treat and I was just shoving the camera in his face. But yeah, I, you know, I study behavior too. So I'm super excited to watch this field progress and yeah. to be able to sort out the difference between uh, behavioral pain and physical pain. It's a great, great, question and sort of a big black box but but now we have a way to you know maybe find out the difference and learn so much more um which i i to me is the most interspecies communication is to me the most interesting thing in the world i mean i have a hard enough time some that some days communicating with my children mm -hmm. or my spouse and we're all speaking the same language we're all the same species no matter how well-meaning I am, sometimes it doesn't land. Yeah. And I think, you know, how well-meaning I am to my animals and how often I'm getting it wrong. And the more tools I have yeah. to have my, my well-meaningness land so that they are perceiving it as what I intend is just the most beautiful thing of all. Yeah. And I, you know, I would love to have one of those apps for people because I'm one of those people that's, not good at, you know, I, I can, being a Sagittarian, there's no filter and, you know, things come out, truth comes out when maybe it should just be kind of withheld. And I'll often inadvertently hurt someone's feelings and totally miss the, the facial cues and the, 
and and not know until you know maybe there's some distance there or something and i have to go hey did i say something to upset you you know right, like wouldn't it be great if you that had around with me had like a zone a thing in your phone and you're yeah. in your so so it was and it would just buzz you like wrong thing to say right <laughs> yeah God, molly what did you do you know, in the right. moment in the moment so you really like how wonderful that would be that would be awesome better and and right now we're a step closer with that because of Tablet. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for joining us today. And anything else we didn't talk about in Tablet feature that that we need to, or I think we got to it all. You know, I think the thing to walk away with is um, that the the scientific validity of the tool. Yeah. So um, even if it's different than your interpretation. Um, the science is actually more behind the tool than what we know about human interpretation. So just accept it as another, another tool in addition to your intuition, in addition to your skills as an observer. Add it as another tool and you may find that you take much better care of your cat. Um, I wanted to tell a quick story for the non-believers um, so, you know, to do this, it takes a lot of different people, right? It is not, it's not, I can explain it and I can ask some questions, but it's not me. So it took all the veterinary scientists and it took the founders to even conceive the idea and all those things, but it actually has a lot of technology. And so building the team of people who understand how to build an app, how to use AI, how to ask all the right questions, you know, uh, technologically using AI, you have people in that field who aren't animal people. Their specialty is developing their thing. And another beautiful outcome was that as some of these IT scientists were building the tool, like, you know, cats are actually pretty cool as they're, <laughs> as they're developing this. So one of the people who is really important uh, in developing the tool um, decided to get a cat because he was working with all this information. I thought it was so cool. So he gets his cat, but he's not a cat person. It's his first cat. And he doesn't really know anything about them. And he's like, picked one out from the shelter and it looked good and everything was great. And he brought it home and he thought everything was great. Cats eating, playing, drinking. He thought everything was fine. So he's like, I'm going to try it. So he took the picture and uploaded onto Tablet and it said the cow was having a bad day. And he's like, that's crazy. So he took more pictures and the cow's having a bad day. And it's like, well, you know, the, the cat's fine. Took pictures again the next day. Cat was having a bad day. So he took his cat to the vet. Well, because at the shelter, they send them home to you vaccinated, usually, usually spayed or neutered. And so you, you kind of have a confidence walking out of there that everything's okay. So he's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and spend the whatever it is, 75 bucks and take the cat to the vet. So he went to the vet and the cat had ear mites. So for those people who don't know what ear mites are, they're pretty microscopic, little, creepy, crawly, horrible things um, that uh, are invisible to the naked eye. And sometimes there's no symptoms at all, uh, but they're itchy. And you can imagine a teeny tiny little, smaller than the head of a pin family crawling around in your ear canal. Um, and so he got treatment for it. And he treated the cat and he waited a day or two and he used Tabley again and it said the cat was having a good day. Oh, that's a great story. So without that, 
you may never have known that yeah. you're cannabinoids. And it's, it's one of those for people who have had allergies or so, you know, allergies aren't gonna, for the most part, not gonna kill you. It's just like that one other uncomfortable stressor on yeah. top of everything else that doesn't allow you to be as happy and fun as you could be. Mm-hmm. And you may never have known. You are still alive, a grouchy cat. Yeah. You could have fixed it mm-hmm. if you had had a tool. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great tool. So go download the Tably app today and, and play with it because you'll have lots of fun with it. And, um, and find them on social media too. I'm sure there, there's lots of great information there and, and pictures and things like that. And, um, and thank you for being with us, Dr. Liz. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be able to share this and, and help everybody take better care of their cat. Absolutely. And thanks for tuning in today, all of you. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 